Call Her Daddy? No, I heard it was good though. Better it was than really good. most Call Her Daddies. I don't watch a ton of them, but I watched the one with. How close do I need to hold this? By I don't the way? think it matters as much how close you hold it as long as you keep it at a consistent. Okay. So I don't like to keep it too close because sometimes I'll drink or something and then I can hear. Oh, like the. the <sighs> yeah, no, it's. I, I noticed on my podcast, like, it's. I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe one day Sam will help me more. Like, he listened to one that we recorded, and he's like, there's too much reverb. I need to get rid of the reverb. And I was like, I really did not Mama, hear come that. Here. I want to I get your meow on tape here. What does it memorialize it? Yeah. Mama. The chunk. <laughs> She's going to, like, rub her ah. face. Okay. Did we I get hope that? we got that. I, we might have gotten that one. <laughs> Can you hear the most screeching in the background? Probably. Probably. Won't be too bad, though. Um, do you listen to you listen to Celebrity Member Book Club, right? Um, I have not in a minute, but I have in the past. Which memoir are you referring to? Well, I listen to their Patreon. Oh. So, <laughs> they always How much have, does like, that her cost? dog in the background. Oh. I paid, like, for the whole year. So it How was probably, like, 100 that? bucks for the whole year. I don't know. I honestly, but that's less than $10 a month. Well, watch what crappens. I pay like a dollar a month. Really? Yeah, but it, I think I just get like an one extra episode for a dollar, but it's pretty cheap. I need to look into my different Patreons. Yeah, you should really minimize that. We're saving, but I for, like, saving but I, for that hot tub. I love, I love Celebrity Memoirs book clubs, like their Patreon. I almost like it more than their regular podcast. What do they talk about? Um, Just like life. I don't know. They just like talk more without because sometimes I don't listen because I don't care about the celebrity that's what I mean is I'd rather hear them like talk about just like everyday things in their life than the book like when I don't care about the celebrity I'm not that interested in listening even though they're funny like maybe have good takes it's not really about the celebrity yeah but I'm just not as interested yeah like once I start listening I'm interested but from the the get-go I don't know sometimes I don't want to like listen to an episode if it's about someone I don't know. Somebody I don't like. Yeah. Did you paint these walls? Uh, I would not have chosen this color. <laughs> um, We're in Natalie's not. apartment. Oh, I should introduce you. I was Hello. like, I just wanted to start recording so that it felt natural. Are we recording? That's like my new... <laughs> that, that's your new intro? That's my new... Tap, tap, tap. <laughs> Sam was saying last week, he was like, I love it when you're listening to a podcast and someone's like, oh, are we recording? You know? No shit. This is what we do for a living. Yeah, but it's like people we'll talk beforehand. Yeah. And then, um, okay, anyways, I talked about you a little on my podcast with Sam because I was like... Oh my God, I didn't even listen yet. <laughs> well, I said I was supposed to podcast with my friend Natalie to discuss Oh my God, I got rules. a shout out. I didn't even know that I got a shout out. That's the beauty of a podcast. There's just so much content that it gets buried. Well, no, I, I'll listen. I'll listen. I just... Listen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to force any of my friends to listen because it feels... Um, I don't know. Like, No, I've been listening consistently. Thank wow. you very much. Really? Yes, I have. Wow. That's I wasn't sure if you wanted your friends to listen or not. Well, I just like... I'm happy if they do, but I'm like not gonna plug it on my personal Instagram account or anything I feel like that. that yeah like I don't necessarily want my mom to listen I want like to have 50 episodes and then people know about it and start listening <laughs> that way if I talk shit about someone like it's, it's buried, buried at like yeah. between hours of content that's true um so I guess that's kind of where I'm at but that's nice Sam said he listened too so 
I would hope Sam would listen. He doesn't listen to, like, everything, but I don't know. I feel like Austin probably wouldn't listen because he'd be like, I already know. Does he listen to podcasts? Uh, he only listens to one. It's called Spit and Chicklets. It's like a hockey... Spin chicklets? Yeah. That's kind of cool. I, cool I was like, okay, thank you, because I made a joke about the name, Spit and Chicklets, like the gum. And he's like... It's he, a gum? Okay. I, do, is this not a known... Chicklets are like the gum pieces, and they look like veneers, and that's why they call them chicklets, because it looks like teeth. Is that like, like the teeth. name of any kind of gum that looks like teeth? Cause no, it's, I think it's a specific brand. Because I've chewed gum before. That looks like teeth, now but I don't think it was called question everything. Oh, but spin chiclets is because it's like spin teeth. Because they like, break, they always are losing their teeth. See, chiclets. Oh, wow. See, I had to explain this to him too. And I was like, is this not a known thing? It sounds like a mid, you know how they call soda pop in the Midwest? Yeah. That's kind of what it reminds me of. I don't know, but it's chiclets because it's like, they look like veneers. Mm. My mom might get veneers. Or no, she said she <laughs> she's going to get her teeth capped, which I was like, so like veneers? And she was like, no, capped. And I was like... I don't know what the difference is. I don't... But I, mean, I, don't I, want the, I want veneers. Really? I would totally do veneers. I just feel like your smile... I don't know. Like, I don't think veneers look bad. But well, I feel like... when I see like celebrities that got really good veneers, like Kyle Richards from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills... Uh-huh. She never smiled before, hated her teeth, got veneers. They look really good. Maybe I'll save that for when I'm in my like, 50s. Mm-hmm. And I have. She looks better than she's ever looked. I was going to say, like, I think that'd be a nice thing to save for later. Like, I think I look pretty good now just due to youth, but. That's what I, yeah. Like, now I'm starting to think maybe our peak is, like, looks-wise is, like, 30s, well, 40s. Think- because, like, look at Amanda. I was watching the Summer House reunion. Amanda was saying she's looked better than she ever has, and they showed a flashback photo, and I was like, it's true. She does, well, she's also, this is going to be bad, but she's also, like, so skinny, Mm -hmm. and I feel like earlier in Summer House, like, Amanda had, like, the baby face. Yeah, I think it's just aging. Yeah. (laughs) But she looks good, is, like, like, she ages well, like. But then I wonder, is it because I'm I think I've always thought, like, women in their late 20s, early 30s, like, there's kind of, like, a sweet spot yeah. where you... <laughs> I'm hoping that I just haven't peaked yet. I mean, I like to think that we're always just before the peak. So you That's never... a good mindset. Yeah, because, you know, maybe when I'm 50, I won't look like a 25-year-old. But no, and like I don't think well you should, but, like, you just, like... Of. You look good. Yeah, like I want to have my body in shape. Like there's things that I'm working on that I think make me look better, like my posture that mm. I haven't perfected. Okay. Like I haven't perfected my skin. I haven't perfected my posture. Yeah, like I feel like my skin could get better. Maybe my hair. You have really good skin. Maybe my teeth. All the above. Mm. I don't know. I think I think we both look good. Thanks. But. Yeah, I think we do. It just could be better. <laughs> I'm hopeful. So like, you know how... The early 2000s was, like, a uh-huh. tech boom. Yeah. So I talked to Sam about it, but he's, like, now we're in, like, a biotech boom. Okay. Which means you, like, combine technology with biology, right? Yeah. And so, like, all the, like, mRNA vaccines, like, mRNA is kind of a new thing. Okay. Where is this going? We're, so, like, 
I'm banking on in the future, we're going to have really great anti-aging technology. So that by the time we're 80, like that gives us a great runway of time that like when we're 80, we can have some sort of like injection where it's like, yeah, it goes in and like fixes up your DNA so that your cells and your skin. Because you can already do like, you know, you can inject collagen and, you know. Yeah. like I feel like we're kind of in the barbaric era of it. You know, like, um, I don't know if you were listening to Jeff Lewis at all, where he, he got something in his butt called, like, I think it's Sculpture, where it's, like, they inject something in you, and your, like, body creates more collagen, making your butt bigger. Is that bigger. what Sculpture is? Oh, maybe not. Maybe I'm... I thought Sculpture... I honestly have no clue. I knew a girl who lived in our sorority house, actually, who wasn't in our sorority. She got Sculpture? I think so, for her wedding. Like, to wait, make her wait, arms wait, 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 wait. She lived in the house, but wasn't in the sorority? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she... How did that happen? It's like my sophomore year. She was two years older, and she was Michelle's friend. Okay. And I think they needed another person to live in the house. Oh. And... She was in another sorority, though. I don't think she was in a sorority. Oh, okay, I think that makes she more sense. did recruitment when she was younger, because at that point, she was a senior. Oh, okay. And joined a sorority and then dropped. And then oh, she was just like... I see. And they just needed somebody to move in. What did we call people who weren't? P&M? Oh, no, no. Oh, you mean, like... GDIs? GDIs. What does that mean? Goddamn independent. Independence. <laughs> so dumb. Geeds? Geeds. Have you seen the Bama Rush doc? No, I heard it wasn't that juicy. Yeah, I heard that it's all about the person's alopecia. That's what they said on. <laughs> what? Celebrity member of Book Club. I heard it's just about the process, and it's like, we all know the process. Also, what bothered me is I called it Rush, Bama Rush. And uh-huh. I know recruitment doesn't have the same... Like you're not supposed to use the word. Rush. Yeah, but like the sorority yeah. girl in me is like, you don't say rush. Like that's that's not sanctioned by panoptic. <laughs> like, what did they call them? <clears throat> what did they? It's I know PNMs has been ingrained in my head. What did they call them before? Well, rushies, pledges, I'm, pledges. I think that's what they. Well, used. that's once you commit to a place. Not yeah, but what did they used to call PNMs? Bids? No, I don't know. PNM kind of PNM stands for potential new member. Yeah, no, because they really ingrained in us that we weren't supposed to use the old terminology. It was supposed to be PNM. I want to say it was um, pledge. I think they didn't want you to use that word. I guess. Yeah, because mm, I don't remember. Because I thought, yeah, it's a minute distinction. Also, I'm thinking about it now. You know how everyone has like like, a hard time adapting to gender pronouns and, like, uh-huh. PC language. I think that sororities should be in charge of <laughs> making us adapt language because they didn't... They really ingrained certain things in you. I'm like, don't you say that. You say this. Yeah. And that's what you do. And I've, I'm, like, I'm, I'm still good at it, whereas, like, mm-hmm. some other things I'm not. And yeah. so I'm, like, I need that kind of training. Yeah. And are good life. at that. Yeah. It's, um... Okay. What did I want? Oh, Taylor Swift and Matt Healy. Okay, you wanted to talk about that. Yeah. I think it's embarrassing. Uh, For Taylor Swift? Yeah. Honestly, I used to be a hardcore stan of Taylor Swift. I'm still very much a Swiftie. Even through the Reputation era, I was a fan. And then, you know, Evermore and what's the other one? Folklore Folklore. got released. And that was great. Beautiful albums. But now, I just think she gets out of a six-year relationship with someone who, uh-huh. like, now I think I respect Joe Alwyn a lot more because I'm like, oh, he really did like being private and like 
not being out in the public yeah. eye. Like he I was see what the one saying. who was spearheading that. But do you think it's because he wasn't famous? I mean, maybe, but I'm not famous. And if I was dating someone famous, I'd be like, sure. But I mean, them. like, do you think more paparazzi are interested in the fact that she's dating another famous person? Well, I think paparazzi... Like, it's less interesting when she's dating someone that's not as famous. Yes, but I also, like, my only counterpoint to that is there was, like, four pictures of her and Joe Mm -hmm. that the public has, even now. Like, a couple of them were leaked from, or leaked from Selena Gomez's phone. Uh Uh-huh. And it was of them in the bathroom. And then there's, like, one of her in the blue dress that, like, I'm sure you've seen... Or they're, like, walking out of a building. Yeah. But there's, like, hardly any. So I'm sure it was valuable to paparazzi mm-hmm. to get a shot of them. That's true. Regardless of his status. So, is did Austin just call you? Um, yeah. Can you, I? You okay. can answer it. Yeah. Live on the pod. Yeah, I'll cut oh, it. Oh, shit. He just hung up. Oh, he's going to Panda Express. Want something. No, thanks. That's so good. Mo, do you want something? Meow. Nothing. Because <laughs> she I was like, she might take a 10-second break. Anyways, she gets out of that relationship. And then, like, weeks later is dating someone new and, like, super public about it. It just reminds me yeah. of high school. Like, I'm like, did you grow up at all? How old are you? 32? As, like, a very big Taylor Swift stan, I can't trash her. But <laughs> I did think that was an interesting move. I don't know why she's with this guy in particular, because I've heard some questionable things like about he, him. Like, masturbates to videos of black women being brutalized? I did hear that. Um, I haven't dug super deep on him, but I have, you know, surface level, I've heard that he's, you know, something about being anti-Jewish or anti-Semitic. Mm. Really? Did I, like, you see that? a deep dive on Reddit that someone did. I don't know. I've just heard bad things about him. I haven't heard somebody that's like, he's a solid dude. Yeah, well, that's my thing is, like, I'm in, like, even if she was dating someone, like, great, I would be like, okay, well, it still seems a little immature to me to, Uh like, go from, like, this six-year relationship where you've, like, been very private and stuff like that and, like, actually respect that a lot to, like, almost retaliatory PR surrounding your new relationship. Not that I think it's a PR relationship. Oh, so there's someone did a deep dive on Reddit. Oh, okay. Matt Healy, the evil edgelord. Um, this is posted by user drama throwaway 2023. So a throwaway, when someone has that in the name of a Reddit account, it means they're just, it's like a throwaway account. Because, mm. like, they might have identifying stuff in their regular account. Because this is so controversial, like, pe- the FBI is going to come after him, or... Well, maybe Swifties. Oh, oh even worse. I know. I mean, me even talking about it on my Nothing podcast, I'm like, maybe people will be bad. But, okay, so apparently in 2012, he dated a girl named Gemma Janes, who was 17, 18 years old, when he was 23, 24. Um, okay. Well, was a- she 17 or 18? Because there's a big I think difference. she they started dating when she was 17. Okay. Her, um, no bueno. But the age of consent in England is 16. So technically oh. it wasn't illegal. Immoral, perhaps? Perhaps that's a reflection good, that's good on his to maturity. Know. I guess I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. But I don't think it matters. With 23, 17. Because I still don't love that age gap. At that particular 
point in your life, 17 and 23, are very different ages. Yeah. I mean, That's 23, like me. I was in law school. Yeah, junior year of high school versus... A law student. A law student. That's not on the same level at all. Power dynamic. Um, They're just talking talking about a music video they did. But misogyny, it's something about misogyny and girls in swimsuits. Mm. Too much text. In 2014, in the spring of 2014, they launched on, they being the 1975, the band that Matt Healy is a lead singer of, Uh launched a long tour of nightclubs in North America. While in Canada, he did an interview with IX Daily, now defunct, website dedicated to indie subculture the interviewers were two girls the following exchange happened in the interview interviewer what is your biggest fear and biggest vice maddie these are quite heavy questions for girls dressed as you two interviewer i'm a little bit offended maddie you're offended by that interviewer mm-hmm, smiling awkwardly maddie do you know how many people i meet every single day do you know how many people interview me every single day Interviewer, yes, a lot. Maddie, pointing to both of them. You look nice for the interview. You've made an effort. You're like a pretty girl. I'm going to have certain stereotypes. I don't mean to offend you. Sorry, I said that word. Jeez. At all, but the choker thing is kind of in, I see, I do like that. Interviewer, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> he seems like the type of guy that thinks he's so funny, but really he's just a dick. Yeah, like, he, You know, like, those guys are like, no, I'm just joking. And you're like, no, you're just being a dick. Yeah, like, I'm a comedian kind of thing. And it's like, and he thinks his, like, dark, like, I hate edgy like, humor. Yeah, like, you think your edgy humor is, like, cool, but really you're just kind of a loser. Like, if something's <laughs> funny, it's funny. You yeah. Know? And I feel like most people can agree when, at least some people can agree when something's funny. I don't know. Okay, and then in August 2014, Maddie goes on a tirade explaining why he always slags off religion, including Islam, culminating with this tweet. ISIS are cutting little girls' heads off, and you want to challenge a non-religious humanist perspective? I don't understand the world at all. A, a Muslim fan from Egypt called Farida told him this. Oh, I could read the whole thing. Okay, maybe I will. So it's at his Twitter account. Have you heard okay. of his, like, alter ego Truman Black Twitter account? No. It's called... He has an alter ego? He deleted it, I think, like, shortly after Taylor Swift and him came out as, a, like, a couple recently. But it's So called, it's his confirmed alter ego. Yeah, it's, like, his, like, edgy, like, Dark Lord humor Twitter account Does is he my impression. Advertise that it's him, or is it supposed to be anonymous kind of thing? Well, I'm gonna look this up. So Truman Black, Twit, um, Matt Healy, Maddie. I hate that his name is Maddie Healy, and it's not is even it that. Maddie? Like, like, yeah, it, that's his real name. I don't know. If, I'm guessing Matthew's his real name. Well, why are people calling him Maddie? Like, I, I, I thought his name was Matt. I think he goes by Maddie. I don't like that. What I, I'm okay with an adult going by Maddie. What I'm not okay with is a first name and a last name both ending in E. Like, if my name was Kelsey uh, Healy. Yeah. That would... I don't know if I like adults going by Maddie, if I'm going to be completely honest. That's fair. I'm not going to... Yeah. Okay, so pretty sure Truman Truman's based on Truman Capote, an author that Maddie really likes. And then I think 
the black representative black. of his style. Oh. I've never seen him actually verify this. He is an emo ed- emo lord after all. Um, this is an old. It's on the 1975 subreddit that I just. Um, yeah. So April 12th, 2023, there's an article that says the 1975's Maddie Healy quit social media. The era of me being a fucking arsehole is coming to an end. Um, which tracks with, yeah, April 12th, 2023. So that's right after he started dating Taylor Swift. Yeah, you know Taylor Swift's PR people were like, shut it down. She was, well, they were probably like, don't fucking date this tool. But if you're going yeah. to, yeah. So the singer- Damage control. The singer deactivated his Instagram account at Truman Black at some point last weekend. Um, so yeah, I don't, so it definitely is his accounts. Interesting. So then I can go back to the post. So a Muslim fan from Egypt named Farida said, you should really go do some research if you're going to end up blaming religion. You have a point of view that you stick to where you're constantly bashing God and religion, but you should really take a moment to learn more about this stuff. If you don't want to have certain beliefs, don't, but you don't, don't you dare go around spreading things about certain religions that are not true. If you actually took the time to learn about Islam and learn about ISIS, you would realize that they are not the same. You would realize that ISIS is ISIS are completely going against so many things in Islam. The fact that you can blame a certain religion that you are obviously not educated on instead of blaming the actual person says a lot. I'll say this again. Go open a goddamn book and learn a few things about Islam before you say crap. I like that. He replied, That's a good point. He replied this, what's the punishment for apostasy in, of the Islam faith? I resent being, quote, educated on religion by a Harry Styles fan account, not having a go at him, OVS, but it's hard to take seriously. Which is, like, funny, because, I don't know, I'm like, you rely on your fans, so shut the fuck up. The fan took the high road, okay. I don't know if I need to read all this, because, yeah, he's just basically Islamophobe. Ick. Um, Do you mind if we pause for a second? Yeah. Charlotte is here to pick up tv yeah let's do this give me one moment please actually i'll go through and read the rest of us since uh i have a little break and i'm alone okay so the fan took the high road and replied at truman black it's 2014 there are billions of people who abandon religion and nothing happens to them and recently shike sorry i don't know how to pronounce this it's spelled s-h-e-i-k-h stated we should not kill them and we should leave them to be judged by God. FYI, in the Quran, it says that I have my faith and you have yours. I may have an opinion on what's right, but I will leave you to have your own opinion. We may try to help and give them advice, but that's the extent of it. Learn about this. Learn about ISIS. You would realize that they are not the same. So Maddie Healy ignored the... Ignored... um, Farida's explanations and counterpoints to this narrow view and went on a rant instead, which the Reddit user links in the next part. And then he finished with this. For the record, I do not apologize for anything I have said about religion, but I do apologize to that girl with the Harry Styles account and retweeted this. Basically, like, a sign that said, has pictures of, like, people... Um, like the bathroom sign people <laughs> and and it says people have rights and then it says and then it has a bunch of pictures of like 
symbols of faith in political parties and whatnot. And it says ideas don't have rights. And then left Twitter. The fan recounted the exchange. You can find that and the rest of his rant at the link linked in this post. Maybe I'll include a link to this Reddit post in the show notes. I know this is getting long, but the fan was actually very well-spoken, and I want to echo her words in case some people don't click on the link. This is how she concluded the post. I just want to explain to you that the reason I got angry was because he had been spreading rumors that ISIS follows the rules of Islam, and that is far from the truth. ISIS are a threat to Muslims and Arab countries around the world right now. Our religion is against killing innocent people. It's haram. Terrorist groups like ISIS, who think what they're doing is right, and that they're following Islam are people who are feeding themselves lies about what Islam tells us to do. Islam is a very peaceful and loving religion, contrary to popular belief, and I really hope if you think otherwise, you take the time to educate yourself before giving out your opinions when you do not have facts. I also got angry because he has a huge following and some people are obviously going to side with him. Trust me, they've been in my mentions all day, and they're going to agree with him when he doesn't have the facts, and he's so obviously not educated on the subject. He const- he's constantly tweeting that we should respect people who have different religions, then tweets things like, fuck God, then tweets that religion is an idea, then says it's faith. So he's all over the place. There's an article about the whole thing linked here. Um, the Reddit post includes that link because his Twitter account is deleted and we can't verify the tweets and I don't want to left as hearsay. The original pics from the article are gone, but the tweets are all referenced in the body of the text. Then this Reddit post goes on to say that at some point in 2014, Maddie dates Halsey, whose EP Room 93, released in October 2014, is about him. Halsey was born in September 1994, which means she and Maddie dated when she was 18 and he was 25. In August 2014, while the band is performing at Lollapalooza, he allegedly kisses a 15-year-old girl video of the accusation linked in this post and another video the same person explains it happened in chicago someone unearthed a lot of tweets from fans talking about maddie kissing underage fans some of them date back years and also reference Lollapalooza. here's a link to the last tweet which includes a video of a fan talking about it and a video where you can hear maddie asks if she wants a proper kiss he doesn't ask how old she is Wow. And then here's all the tweets. Someone saying that they Maddie kissed their friend in Chicago when she was 16 years old. Um, yeah, a lot of kissing a lot of 15 year olds, giving them proper kisses. Blech. There's this one tweet that says, actually, I remembered it wrong. She didn't tell Maddie her age, but showed him a poster that said, it's my birthday, be my first kiss. And he kissed her without asking how old she was. But clearly she was underage. Yeah, she looks pretty young. Oh, my God. Okay, so now we have... In December 2014, Maddie Healy tweets the following tweets for which he has never apologized. Here's the first one. And I'm sorry for any offensive language here. I am reading from these tweets. Okay, so he tweets the following. The at NME make me cringe more than my dad, and he's transvestite on Saturday night television. And then at the real Tim Healy, 
Hey, Dad, some people said I was transphobic towards you. Sorry, mate. Grandpa wouldn't be happy. Sorry, Boston, you'd be a jump scare. No, I mean, I just expected it to be you, and then it was Austin, and then I was like, oh, did you guys, did you see her? And he was like, no. Oh. Dude, okay, this post has some, like, kind of juicy stuff. Okay. Juicy. Is it still going? Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's still going. Let me. Yeah. Okay, cool. It, this is like a music recording software. Oh, nice. So it's got a lot of stuff that I don't use. Uh-huh. But it makes it kind of confusing. Um, okay, so he, yeah, so he is like Islamophobic. But then at 20, some point in 2014, he was dating Halsey, who was 18 oh. when he was 25. So it's a pattern. Do you know the song that she has, Blue? Where it's like, your mother only smiles on her TV show. (laughs) Okay, so that song's about Matt Healy. I listened to it in high school, I remember. Uh, It's not ringing a bell. Maybe I'll play it. But um, his mom's on a TV show in England. Oh, really? Which is like what that line is referencing. So he's a Nepo baby. He's a Nepo baby. I didn't know he was a Nepo baby. You're going to learn a lot about him right now. Um, There's a video of him at Lollapalooza kissing a 15-year-old. So link to the video. Okay, there's a lot of tweets and stuff showing that Matt likes to pull fans up on stage at concerts and kiss, like, basically 15-year-olds. There's this one where this girl was, like, holding a poster at one of his concerts, and it says, it's my birthday, be my first kiss. Ew, no, no, And he kissed her without asking how old she was. Well, I mean, and if this it was is her, her first kiss, like. it had to be, like, what, 14, 13, I mean, I 15? had my first kiss at 15, and that was kind of late, so I'm like, yeah. 16, maybe? At the, yeah, I mean. 17, 18? If it was I one mean, of my high school friends, they'd be 18, maybe, but, yeah. Even that, no. he's, like, 25, though. Even, uh, yeah. Then he has, like, some transphobic tweets that I read, um... And then he, he says transvestite, which is a transphobic term. Yeah. Um, and then in 2015, it's not clear when exactly they met, but we know that by 2015, he was dating his girlfriend, Gabriella Brooks, who in 2015 was 18 slash 19. He was 25, 26. It's now the really likes a freshly 18 year old. Yeah. Teenagers basically. Um, in April, he retweets Islamophobic tweets by a Muslim hate group and then unretweets when he's called out. There's a summary linked. In July, he moused the N-word while dancing to the song Caroline by Anime. Amine. I can never say that band. What you know it? the song Caroline? Um, I it's not that sweet song. Caroline, is it? No, it's like Caroline, you divine, mighty fine. Um, I should play it. Maybe I would if... If I sang it better. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a really good song, Amine. I, um, here, let me... Do we have the rights to this? I think you could play 10 seconds. Oh, really? Okay. That's what Sam said. Anim- See, it says anime, but I think it's ominous. I love this. Okay. I should just, like, link the actual audio, but I haven't done that yet. This is funny. Oh, yeah, I know this song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't know it had the N-word in it, but... Caroline... You divine, mighty fine. Okay, yeah. To be fair, I didn't really know the words to that song, so... And I didn't sing it the best, but it's also... But, yeah, I knew that Yeah, I definitely know that song. <laughs> okay, so then in November of 2018, he gives an interview with The Fader where he says the following. 
One of the problems is the youth of hip hop at the moment with SoundCloud rap, it's become a bit of a drug taking competition. And that happened in rock and roll. Those things get weeded out by the long out the longer those exi- things exist. The reason misogyny doesn't happen in rock and roll anymore, LOL, is because it's a vocabulary that existed for so Wait, long. Wait, does he think he's rock and roll? I think so. <laughs> for so okay. long. Okay. Is that it got weeded out. It still exists in hip-hop because the genre is so young, but it'll stop. That's why you have this moment with young black men, Kanye-aged men as well, talking about their relationship with themselves, which is a big step forward for hip-hop. Drake, for example. But then they'll be like, but I still got bitches. The scene's relationship with women hasn't caught up to its relationship with itself, but that's something that will happen. Okay, and he tweeted the following apology a few days later. This bit of me talking in an interview reads as patronizing, uninformed, and reductive. And to be fair, and to be fair, it is. I'd like to apologize. What I said isn't correct, and it's okay. That doesn't count as an apology then. Well, oh, isn't correct. Oh, I thought he. I just, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, And it's not all a misquote. Just for clarity, I said that misogyny wasn't allowed in rock and roll nowadays in a way it is in hip hop. Not that it doesn't exist. That's maybe a misquote as I'm aware of the misogyny in rock and roll. I would never deny the rampant misogyny that exists in rock and roll. It's everywhere and has been wildly, weirdly accepted as part of it since its inception. But now looking at what I said, I was simplifying a complex issue without the right amount of education on the subject. I think because I'm a- so actively trying to support women, not to brag, but with the record label, et cetera. <laughs> oh my God. I kind of forget that I'm not very educated on feminism and misogyny, and I can't just figure that stuff out in public and end up trivializing the complexities of such enormous experienced issues. I'm just kind of tired. Um, I'm going to skip to the last paragraph because I'm apologizing for the fact my words could insinuate that misogyny and culture and music is an exclusively hip-hop, in um, parentheses, black issue. I do not believe that. What I believe is that I'm not educated enough to speak on that properly, and a big part of that is this white dick that I have. That's a whole lot. That's a, I just don't even understand what he's trying to say. I don't really get what he's trying to say either. It's he, a whole lot of word vomit. He just needs to stop talking. And what I'm confused by is why he considers himself rock and roll. Like, does anybody consider the 1975 rock and roll? I think of them as, like, a pop music, but, like... They're, like, indie pop. Yeah. No? I would say, like, they have elements of rock and roll. Well, he's not in either genre, so why is he talking about either genre? Mm. Like, what? how is he, like... I think he is views he himself call- as a rock star, a rock artist, so... <sighs> Here's him stepping on the South Korean flag in a photo that he posted. Interesting. Um, all this stuff is like, I don't know. It's just. He kind of just seems like a white dude that just doesn't give a fuck. Like the worst kind of white dude, you know? Yeah, like he's just like, he doesn't think he's racist. He thinks he's very progressive, actually. Yeah, he uh, quite the opposite, but he just does things that he doesn't realize come across that way. And then he's like, well, I didn't fucking know. And it's like, well. Yeah, well, it's like, stop talking. And then Because of your white dick? Like, he, shut the fuck up. He also, like, refuses to apologize for things. I think he, like, might have tweeted something about all lives matter. Really? 
Yeah, in May, during the height of the Black Lives Matter protests, he tweeted about it promoting the 1975 song. How? Wait, hold on. He was using All Lives Matter to promote a song? Um, where did I see the All Lives Matter? Oh. No, he didn't tweet All Lives Matter. I miss, I misquoted. I think that they used, they made a song called Love It If We Made It, but then they, oh, no. Yeah, actually he did. So he says, he's promoting the song with the video, Love It If We Made It, during. Oh, if he says, okay, wait, can I see that? On. On May 30th, 2020, which was like right at the height of the Black Lives Matter protests in 2020, and says, if you truly believe that all lives matter, you need to stop facilitating the end of black ones. And then post a link to his new single. Like It's, uh, uh, it's like, if you would have just tweeted that without the link to the single. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. But like, to then throw in your new song, I don't really... Uh, uh. And then he'll like he posted like something that like people have DM'd him, Adam Powell. Okay, so in the spring of 2021, Adam Powell, a longtime collaborator, collaborator, videographer of the 1975, was accused of sexual misconduct by a number of fans. The accusations had been piling up for a while. The video in the video that the person linked, which breaks him down. Dirty Hit, the record label that hosts a bunch of indie artists, including the 1975, of which Maddie was a director of until recently, made a statement in May. A fan had sent Maddie the following DMs in March, which he never replied to. It says, please speak up. And then it says, your silence is deafening, sad face. This is super disappointing. Can you please do something? You can't claim to be a feminist and do nothing right now. Instead, he cropped one of the DMs. Did he claim to be a feminist? Yeah, I think he did earlier. Okay. Um... Instead, he cropped one of the DMs and posted it to his Instagram story, mocking the fan. And it says, the, what he wrote on his Instagram story is, think this was when Jesse left Little Mix. And it's like, ugh. And it's the last one she said that said, this is super disappointing. Can you please do something? You can't claim to be a feminist and do nothing mm-hmm. right now. Um, there's a tweet from the fan who had this exchange explaining it. Adam Powell was one of his best friends. He still hasn't said anything about it. And now we're in 2022. Don't worry, guys. We're almost ready to talk about Vanderpump. Yeah. Um, in December, he makes the following anti-Semitic jokes. Source, his own subreddit. Oh, we have a... <laughs> okay, here's the anti-Semitic joke. Quote, a boy goes to a Jewish man. The boy asks, can I have $20? The man says, can you have 15? Why do you need 10? Am I dumb? <laughs> I don't understand that. Well, it's a joke about like Jewish people being stingy. But it's not funny at all. Yeah, yeah, I know. So but it's like an it's anti-Semitic comment. statement. Statement. It's more of like a, a riddle, perhaps. <laughs> it's like, what is funny about this, sir? Okay, wow, that's not even okay. Yeah, that's not cool. Um, we don't stand for anti-Semitism. Or racism. Who or says misogyny. this? I'm saying this. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were reading like I a did, I Matt like, Healy quote. I was like, really? I feel like <laughs> I should have a, a precursor. I should have said that before reading all this. Um, yeah. All this shit. Also, like, the thing about all this stuff is it's like, it's bad, but it's not the worst, you know? Well, that's what I was kind of 
talking about earlier where he's like the worst kind of dude where like it's nothing so overt where it would be like I hate Jewish people but like when you say these little things it kind of shows like your underlying thought pattern yeah and like even though he doesn't he it's like almost like he isn't aware of it it's almost more insidious to me because he can kind of get away with like claiming he didn't no. mean that, yeah. you know? And I'm like, well, obviously you fucking do because you keep opening your mouth and saying this shit, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, y- you got, yeah, like, stop, you know? But yeah, and I think it's just, like, it gives him, like, kind of a cop-out because it's, like, yeah. not so overtly terrible all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Not enough where it was, like, he had to definitively get canceled for something. Yeah, like, he can still date Taylor Swift. God. So, um, Why, Taylor? <laughs> so there's, I don't know, this, this. the next part of this post says, this is a dog whistle about terrorists being Arabs. Arabs? Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I feel like I'm so bad at reading. Um, because of the ongoing Arab versus Jewish feud, as well as a play on how Jewish people aren't unified. Oh, I think they're talking about the joke. I'm not sure. I don't know. Late 2022, he was seen wearing a Red Scare podcast hat. What is the Red Scare podcast? I don't know, but I think it's like one of his friends or something, and they said something controversial about Taylor Swift's mom, was it? Oh, they called her Miss Piggy. Yes, and I believe that was that podcast. I just saw that briefly. I didn't look into it, but I believe that's what it's referencing. Uh, um, Why were they even talking about Taylor Swift's mom? So I don't this, even know what she looks like. I don't know either. This person kind of gets into the Red Scare podcast thing. They said, I really don't have the patience to fully explain why Dasha and the Red Scare podcast are an issue. You can do your own research to actually get deep on, in on this one. But just so you get an idea, one of the episodes of the Red Scare podcast was dedicated to make fun of FK Twigs for speaking up about the abuse she suffered by Shia LaBeouf. It's chilling to hear, so trigger warning. Maddie dated FKA Twigs for three years right after her relationship with Shia. Oh, I didn't ended. know that. Yeah. I feel bad for FKA Twigs if she dated Shia and this guy. FKA blocked Maddie on Instagram upon breaking up. Three years? Worth. That's a long time. How long did she date Shia LaBeouf? I don't know. The Red Scare also had an episode where they body shamed Maddie's current girlfriend, Taylor Swift, and said she should go back to having a dis- eating disorder. They also called her mom Miss Piggy. That's so fucked. Could you imagine dating someone who called your mom Miss Piggy? Shh. I would- well, it's just like so like, specifically by a mom, so like not even true like it's the other way like if they called her a skeleton it'd be like oh okay like, that's, it's a little too that is, yeah yeah no offense yeah. mom um, <laughs> yeah I guess he didn't call her mom Biz Piggy but his friends on that podcast did um, that's the tone of the entire thing they find it funny to platform people like Alex Jones they think Trump is hilarious and have mocked his abuse fix- victims just nasty stuff um, okay 2023 so we're towards the end in January Guys, we're in June, so we're not even... God, this keeps going. We're not even fully halfway through 2023. So in January, he does a Nazi salute and march on stage as a parody to mock Kanye and Trump. I think that's his thing. He does, like, um, not, like, parodies and what's the other, like... What, I'm blanking on it. But, like, 
com- like political comment, like satire. satire. Oh, okay. He okay. says it's like satire. Is that he's that kind of person who says like an edgy some statement that's not funny that and he then thinks he's is like, funny. It's satire and says it's satire. How is a Nazi salute satire? Because I guess at the time Kanye was talking about Nazis. I don't know, but I'm but like, like <laughs> Kanye talking about Nazis isn't funny. Like I don't, I don't. It's not. It's not satire. It's just. A, it, well, it's a bad attempt uh, at being funny. I don't know. That one confuses me. It seems like. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems bad, in my opinion. Okay. I should. I'm gonna maybe put a trigger warning before this podcast. So then, in early 2023, this person doesn't have the exact dates, but he posts the following Instagram stories and the screenshots of the Instagram stories and it's a screenshot of someone else's tweet and it says you start dating a Muslim girl then boom and then the next story is it's literally a screenshot of Wikipedia and it says I feel bad even like saying some of these things but it says list of Jews and then it says the lists of lists may include both lists that distinguish between ethnic origin and religious practice and lists that make no such distinction. I don't understand the connection between these, but it's like basically he just like feels f- free to post whatever the <laughs> fuck he wants. Um, yeah, he goes on like Edge Lord podcast. Um, the tone of the podcast is typical Edge Lord leftist who thinks that they say offensive things as satire and social commentary, and they're not actually offensive. Um, the podcast was taken down by Spotify for its offensive content. What? Yeah. For you to get taken down by Spotify, like, I feel like you have to be pretty bad. Yeah. In this podcast, Maddie and the host make a, a joke, question mark, about Maddie being caught red-handed about to masturbate to Ghetto Gaggers, a website that, quote, specializes on showing porn about brutalized, Matt, Maddie's word, black women. You can hear the whole exchange at the quote, at the link here in the post. And there's a very graphic description of the type of videos you can find in it. Transcript of the conversation can be found in the article linked here. Since then, apparently Adam Friedland claimed that it was a joke that he suggested to Maddie. I can't find where he claimed this, but I continue to see his fans saying he did. I don't think this changes much of anything because Maddie was clearly very aware of what Ghetto Gaggers was given the fact that he described it and still found it hilarious. So he either finds it black women being brutalized, arousing, and funny, Uh, or just funny. I'm sick of white men doing offensive things and then just saying, it's a joke, funny, ha ha. No, it's not funny. And then there's more him saying more racist shit, um, transcript of... Um, the only thing he apologized for was the Ice Spice comments video of his apology during a random show oh, in New Zealand. That's interesting because Taylor Swift just came out with a collab with Ice Spice, which some I did see some people's thoughts on that were that it was in kind of reaction to Matt Healy's prior comments, trying to like not smooth things over, but, like, as a PR move, have her on the song. Yeah, and I heard that, too, and I didn't know what he said about Ice I don't know Spice. what he said, actually. Um, so there's a video of his apology during a random show in New Zealand. Ice Spice totally saw that, exclamation mark, sarcasm. 
trigger warning for an eye roll content. This is the transcript. I just feel a bit bad, and I'm kind of a I'm kind of a bit sorry if I've offended you. The most like qualified apology, ice spice. I'm sorry. It's not because I'm annoyed that me joking got misconstrued. It's because I don't want Ice Spice to think I'm a dick. I love you, Ice Spice. I'm so sorry. The truth is, I see a sign that says, like, Maddie, I hope you're okay. I feel a bit bad, to be honest, because I feel like I've been a bit irresponsible. I'm very well for me to say I don't understand how famous I am. I don't like being famous, but reality is reality. And I think that I've said some things, or kind of, I make a joke out of everything. That's my thing. And I can take it too far sometimes in front of too many people. And I feel a bit embarrassed. So that's the truth. Then in a New Yorker profile, he said he wasn't sorry about the podcast. No specific mention of Ice Spice and basically said none of it mattered. And so we I don't, think, I don't know what he said about it, I suppose. Maybe I skipped that part earlier. Um, well, it's just interesting. I mean, obviously, I don't know why Taylor decided to release a remix with Ice Spice. It seemed a little random. Mm-hmm. But perhaps not. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anything she does is random. Well, no, of course it's not random. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it must be related to that honestly I don't even know who Spice is uh, <laughs> I don't really know I just obviously know you know the boy's a liar song I don't know that song the boy's a liar boy's a liar all I know is Ariana <laughs> wore the like boys <laughs> lie <laughs> sweats come on Kelsey have you turned on a radio I listen to her podcast I don't no, I don't I listen mean, to music ever where's my phone you definitely know that song so this person, I probably don't. Oh, yeah, you haven't you heard James Kennedy's right? Sandoval's a liar. Sandoval's uh, a liar. No. I what? <laughs> I've definitely sent it to you on TikTok. Maybe I have, but I don't think I know the song well enough to know that it was, like, made off of a real song. Oh. Um, this person didn't include the comments Maddie made himself about how he would feel emasculated if he was linked to Taylor back in 2016. And then he apologize for that he also used the r word but he apologized for that and there's more but that's kind of a long explanation (sighs) for why i think one maddie healy was a choice well that's why i'm it's confusing because she is so intentional with everything she does so this seems oddly a part of me okay here's my theory okay what is it because she got like mega famous at like 17 18 19 okay yeah and you know how they say people, when they get famous, stop maturing at the, like, the age yeah. that they got famous? I think that's true for her, too. Like, I think she, I think she's smart enough to do things career-wise that, like, are really, I don't know, good, like, help her career yeah. a lot. But then I also think she's just, like, blinded by, like, being thirsty for, I don't know, romantic attention and, like... Potentially. I mean, I don't know. I do not know on that one. I truly, because I see her as very like, obviously I don't know her, so this is just my perception. She seems like she's really grown in her life and she comes across like mature and like has, you know, I watched the Miss Americana documentary. I watched that too. And she's like, you know, is firm in her voice. Where she and came like, out as a Democrat. Yeah, basically. And so I don't know why she would... this <laughs> i just to go from someone like joe who i feel like was so good for her image yeah you know um 
to this douchebag. Like, I, it's just so weird to me. It, it's odd, and I don't really have an answer or an explanation other than true love, Kelsey. <laughs> Someone has a, a comment on this post. Mm-hmm. So this post was up, upvoted 5,000 times. This comment has 2,000 upvotes. And someone was like, I'd love to see a similar deep dive on Taylor Swift herself. Interesting. Basically, like, no one seems to recall her weirdo behavior with the Kennedy kid. They call it grooming. I feel like people use the word grooming a little too loosely these days. Yeah, I don't know if that particular instance was grooming. But it was right after his mother's death. Signing him out of high school for dates, buying a house. Sounds on his weird. Okay, that is after weird. Starting dating. If the roles were reversed, everyone would be like, "This is fucking weird." Her pattern of dating teenagers while in her twenties: Kennedy, seventeen; Taylor Lautner, seventeen; Harry Styles, freshly eighteen. I How honestly, old was she? I don't know during oh, those relationships, gosh. but it's making me think now because she's always. Yeah, because all those. My whole view is crumbling. I know, I'm not trying to rain on the Taylor Swift parade. She's having a moment right now. Um, and I'm I did, obsessed with her. But I just want to see, I don't know what I, what, what would I be happy to see in someone? Like, I kind of like how Miley Cyrus has turned out. I agree with that. Except for the fact that recently, I guess in an interview, she said that like, she's not friends with women. Like she can only be friends with gay men. Oh, I don't know. It's like That's that, a red flag. that TikTok where like the type of, there's like a the type of man who's like gay and thinks because he's gay he can like shit on women (laughs) it's kind of reminds me of that um if you are a woman and you overtly admit that you cannot get along with other women the problem is you because that's so many people you are (laughs) what i don't know what's the population of is it 50 50 i don't think it's exactly 50 50 you're saying it's got to be close in theory 50 percent of the population you can't get along with i was like you're the only common denominator there like there's exactly no other trend i know it's just a bold statement to make in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah no that that shit bugs me this person says i should do a deep dive on taylor swift's uh, selective and low effort political actions, which I agree with, because after that, Miss yeah. Americana came out as a Democrat. She hasn't like done anything, using white feminism when it's profitable and queer baiting promo for lover. Um, I okay, my conspiracy theory is that she was going to come out as bisexual during her. Love yeah, era. I remember you telling. You know, I saw an article very recently, like in the last couple of weeks. I should have sent it to you. It's in my news app. And it was about Diana Agron commenting on Taylor Swift. Did you see that? I heard about that. She basically was like, that never happened. Like, they were never a thing. I don't believe that. Okay. But maybe. That's, that's for another time. I heard that she said that, like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you feel about people commenting on you and your like, a relationship with Taylor Swift? She said, it, I think it's funny. Or something. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know. Maybe she didn't outright deny it. I mean, I don't know. I think Diana Agron's fucking beautiful and What's could she probably, up to these days? I don't know. I haven't seen her in anything. I think I actually saw her in a movie trailer recently. Mm. There's just some people, you know, where you're like, they're so attractive. Yeah, she's stunning. Like, I could see, like, the most, like, like someone who's, like, 95% straight being like, okay, but if <laughs> I'm not straight, it's Diana Agron. Um 
the her general history. Okay, this is back to the Taylor Swift post. Her general history of using people. I spice most recently. Like we're dun, talking dun, about. Dun. Also, okay, when Ginny and Georgia made that joke about Taylor Swift dating people all the time, like having more boyfriends than Taylor uh-huh. Swift, she tweeted. She was like, right after like, I work with Netflix on releasing Miss Americana and like working on feminism. You make this misogynistic joke about me. Shame on you, Netflix and Ginny and Georgia. And I was like, "Really, bitch? You have a boyfriend every other week. Like, it's true. I mean, it's not yeah. a bad thing. I mean, yeah, I agree with that statement. I'm. I've always been firmly against like coming after her for her, all her boyfriends. But this, as somebody that's been in a relationship for <laughs> seven and a half years, if I if we broke up and I was dating some weirdo like, six weeks later. Like, it's weird to me. Yeah, and it's not even, like... The, my thing with the boyfriend thing, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think some people like to fall in love and like to be in the first couple years of a relationship. And, like, not all relationships are supposed to last forever, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, to act like it's misogynistic, to just make an observation that you have been in a lot of relationships, like, no, that's a fact. Like, Well, also, that joke is so, like... What's the saying? Why can't I think of it right now? Dead horse. This beating a dead horse. horse. That joke has been made so many times. Like, it's nothing new. It's nothing original. It's a fact of life. It's like, we've heard that joke more boardrooms than Taylor Swift, like, a million times. Like, she shouldn't let it bother her at this point. I mean, I'm sure it's annoying, but, like... But it's like, she feels the need to tweet out about that. Like, there's so many other like misogynistic things going on and that's what she like goes out of her way I see what you're saying like unless it directly involves her yeah if it directly involves her like it bothers her enough to speak out but then like god forbid anything else I see what you're saying yeah I mean I used to love Taylor Swift don't get me wrong but I think I started loving her at 12 years old when I saw teardrops on my guitar on CMT the country music channel I would watch CMT every morning before junior high and high school, and I would see those music videos. And I remember Taylor Swift. That was in her country era, and I bought her first album. Like, I was a true, like, had that whole thing. Hold on. Why were you watching CMT every morning before middle school? No, because my brothers would put it on, and we'd all just, like, eat breakfast in the morning and watch watch CMT. Country music videos. That's so bizarre. Um, I mean, it's not bizarre, I don't know. Maybe you can free mom. That's just what specific. the people do. I don't know why it was country music either. I think it was just you would watch CMT and it would like, it wasn't like a lot of commercials and stuff. It'd be like oh. 7 a.m. Like, okay. So I just remember doing that and that's where I like was introduced to Taylor Swift. And then like after that, I bought all her albums and stuff. And there's just like, I think it got to the point where like I felt more grown up than her. That Interesting. I was like, I'm like, yeah. I don't condone your actions anymore. I have a defense distinct memory of the first time I ever saw who Taylor Swift was I had to have been if you said you were 12 I think that's around the time because she's I five was years 11. older than me okay so I was probably 11 I was in a nail salon getting my nails done and you know how they have all the magazines sitting there yeah I think I was like flipping through one it had to be people or something and there was Taylor Swift with like Selena Gomez, somebody like that. And I was thinking, who is this person? This I was like, she's got that pretty curly blonde hair. Like, who is she? I loved her hair. And like, then I heard teardrops on my guitar. It's like, oh, that's who that is. Yeah. And then, you know. Well, it's funny. So teardrops on my guitar is like, I think like kind of like skyrocketed her, skyrocketed her Mm -hmm. into like 
mainstream fame. But I think before that, she got a lot of country fame for the song Tim McGraw, which like I still like know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that one that much, but I I know of it. Yeah, yeah, it's on her first album, um, and that's a pretty. Austin saw her open for Rascal Flatts back in the day. Oh my God, Rascal Flatts! <laughs> I hate Rascal Flatts. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of the end of the Taylor Swift discussion, but it's a bummer because I enjoy her music I I'm afraid to say I love her now but <laughs> I really like her and it's fine to it's fine to love her like her voice still like every time I hear Taylor Swift's song it reminds me of fall but to be fair I don't know much about her personally yeah I can't say I love her I love her music let me I don't really know much about her I just love all her music like every song I'm I thoroughly enjoy Okay, well, another thing that annoys me about her right now, mm-hmm. um, and I think she's, like, at another peak right now, you know, like, right before Reputation, she kind of had a peak, and then yeah. it went down, and then she, like... Yeah. Yeah, so I think she'll probably... Everything goes in cycles like that. Yeah. But another thing that's bothered me recently about her is that, like, to get, like, nosebleed seats at one of her concerts, it costs, like, $300. Well... Not anymore. It's like a thousand. I checked. Okay. They went up. I need to check that again though. I've been keeping my- an eye. I've been keeping an eye on them for LA shows. And because I fear that I will regret not going. No, don't fucking go. Because Wait till she's my old. kids are gonna be like, Did you ever see Taylor Swift during the Harris no, tour? They're not gonna and I'm gonna go, No, I couldn't get tickets. I tried my best, kids, but I couldn't get there. Guys, kids, I couldn't have you because I couldn't afford to have kids after going to a Taylor <laughs> Swift concert. Like, it bugs the shit out of me that she just, like, lets Ticketmaster, like... I think there could have, they could have avoided... She could have done something. Yeah, like, I think they could have, this 100% could have been avoided. It Like, the fact that they sold out all the tickets during pre-sale, that makes zero sense. You allocate a certain number of tickets to be sold during pre-sale. So that whole stadium is magically sold out during pre-sale makes zero sense at all. That's clearly not true. You just want to make money. I think I've told you this before. I think, and I heard this somewhere else too, but I think like right now she's trying to like win some sort of award for most, like highest grossing ticket sales ever. Oh, you think? Yeah, because I think she loves awards. I think she loves to, like, prove- Do you see she just announced more tour dates in Mexico? See, like, I wouldn't and be surprised that she's like- I'm, I think Brazil. I've grossed more money than Michael Jackson, Madonna, and, like- She probably has. Whatever combined. I mean, we'll see, but if that comes out where she's, like, winning- Well, like, it's just like when you're, when you're at her level, what is left, you know? She doesn't need the money, and I know she has the power to, like, make these tickets cheaper. To me, it just shows she really doesn't give a fuck about her fans. Like, she I, what I really wish they did... her poor fans. Like, she does yeah, not care. No. <laughs> poor people, no. Including ah. herself. I do not <laughs> yeah, have expendable income. For yeah, I can't afford to go to the show, hence why I have not bought tickets. Um, but what they should have done, what I really wish they would have done, is a lot of times for certain tickets for certain shows, they'll, like, restrict the zip codes, mm. like, that you can purchase them. And so it's, like, I feel like that would have maybe helped. Like, people, like, I should be able to buy an L.A. ticket because I'm in Southern California. I don't need people yeah. coming from out of town to buy the tickets. It should limit, like, credit card. Like, if you have a credit card number, you can only mm-hmm. buy two tickets or something. Well, that was the other thing. I think it was, like, six tickets was the limit. It should have been two. Like, I just feel like there was a few, like, safeguards they could have done to, like... Yeah. And, 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 
it was like ticket pricing, like Ticketmaster has like a structure where it's like the demand like will push up the price. It wasn't like a flat ticket price. Like don't everybody artists thought. get to choose Yes. That? Yeah, okay, that's another So there thing. was, like, definitely several safeguards that they could have done to avoid the mishap. But she doesn't give a fuck. But, like, clearly they didn't care. Because, <laughs> like, they could have done the zip code. They could have done the strict, I forget the word for it, but, like, capped ticket pricing. Uh-huh. Like, limited number pre-sale, limited, limit even more the number of pre-sale codes you give out. Because I think that was another problem, is people had the code and then, like, it was all gone by the time they got it. And I know the freaking um, Capital One pre-sale didn't do anything because I knew multiple people with Capital One cards that did the pre-sale and the tickets were gone by the time they did even they logged in. Capital One cards just... No, okay. no, 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 no. So I can see myself. Because that, you know people did. Yeah. You know a good chunk of people did. Is it a credit card? Or is it a, a like debit a, card? I don't know. So you need like an actual credit union? I don't know how Capital One works. I don't know. I, okay. I bet they do debit and credit. I don't really know what Capital One is. I don't have a Capital One card. I should stop being such a hater on this podcast, but I feel like, I don't know. It's easy to hate what podcasts are for. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm just trying to, like, present a full view because I feel like the sun shines out of Taylor Swift's ass right now whenever you talk to anyone because she's had her reputation era where everyone shit on her. It's true. And it almost, it's made her stronger because they're like, you can't shit on Taylor Swift anymore. We already went through that era. Yeah. We're over that era. Yeah, that's literally me. <laughs> um, so the VPR reunion, part two. Okay. What's your like first impression off the bat of it? I saw this tweet that has really stuck with me. And it was like, why is Raquel dressed like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman in her, like, sit-down interview with Andy? She's got, like, a big blazer on and, like, over-the-knee-high boots. She does. It's <laughs> so funny when you see the side-by-side. That's so funny that I like, liked that outfit, but then people were making fun of her for it. Yeah, because I people were making fun of her for the blazer because they were like, oh, you know, her PR team wanted her to look buttoned up. But then when they zoom out, she's got over-the-knee-high leather boots, so I don't know what the... And like, no pants on. Yeah, like, I don't really know what the look was they were going for. But Does that, she have a PR team? A PR person? She has she to. Do, okay. I mean, granted, they're probably not very good, but they have... To, she has to have somebody. Yeah. A publicist, perhaps. I wonder if they knew about the affair or if they only found I don't know. But that was my main... My other takeaway was... Um, Sheena Shea giving Andy the good as gold vinyl version and I truly want to buy a record player and get that so I can play it over and over again and like they're playing it as she's like crying walking out like dude yeah when she gets into the mini going to the trailer trailer. and it's like good as gold I think after watching this season and everything that's gone down my favorite people and or and I think it's more based on like, we're currently are, like, Sheena and Katie. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, well, and Ariana. Yeah, I mean, I want to get to, like, my thoughts on Ariana later, but I do feel like... Sheena, I'm a Sheena stan. I think Sheena and Katie to me almost seem, like, the most authentic. I've always been a Sheena fan. I would stand by Sheena and Summer Moon. She's adorable. Um, the only thing I didn't like about Sheena this season was being like, what? Like, you're over Schwartz. Yeah, that was annoying. That was really annoying. Yeah, I was like, Sheena, like, have some, I don't know, understanding. Like, you've been through a divorce. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wanted to make out with him. What is his first name? Uh, I just call him Shay. Michael. Okay, because it's so weird to call him Shay when Sheena's 
Last Shay. name is still Lush. Which is interesting that... Shay? It's is Shay. It still Shay? Yeah, which, I don't know, maybe she'll change it to Davies, but she and Shay just has such a good ring to it at this point. I it's her like brand. She, I don't Davies think... She, bad. Yeah, but it's her brand. I don't think she's going to change it at this point. No. I heard that she was thinking about changing it if Brock took his mom's maiden name, which is Honey. Do you hear that? You know how they kept saying Honey I Do at her oh. wedding? I think it's because, like, that was her wedding hashtag because, like, that's, like, his mom's maiden oh, name. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She know Honey? That doesn't have a good ring to it, but Summer Moon Honey does have a good ring summer, to it. I love how people call her Summer Moon. Not yeah, summer. just Summer. Like, it has to be Summer Moon and Ocean, which they're pretty cute together. Those are, like, such fucking hippie names. They're very like, hippie the names. Least hippie, hippie people. People. They're really, have you seen them together, like, on Instagram? They're so cute. Okay, I'm not making fun of a child's appearance when I say this, but Ocean looks, looks just a like, lot like her father. Yeah. No, I thought the same thing. She is clearly Randall's daughter. Do you think that Lala looks at her? Like, because I always wonder with Lala and, like, mm-hmm. all the work she's gotten done and stuff, like, when she looks at her daughter, like, like what, like, what does she think about, like, I just wonder how she's going to, like, talk to her daughter about appearance and body image issues when she's older, you know? And, like... I think that's a question, I think, for everyone with all that work. Yeah, with like, multiple how do things. You... I don't know, honestly, because, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Especially when her daughter looks like Randall so much, and she's always shitting on Randall's appearance now. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I'd be like, I would stop doing that now, just in case, like... That's true. She, tra- she like, equates the two. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm, like, y- your daughter definitely, like, I don't know. Not a lot of two-year-olds, like, are distinct looking like one of their parents. But, but maybe as she ages, she won't look so distinctly like her dad. Maybe. I mean, I could see that happening. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Let's talk about Lala. Because I feel like I was going to talk about this later, but... Lala's, like, annoying the shit out of me. And I've heard other people talking about really? it. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about it before. Where, yeah. like, when she first started dating Randall, she, like, was like, that's my man. Like, yeah. we're in love. Like, he's so hot and sexy. They did the flashback, you know? Yeah. Calling her out. And, like, but then she's like, yeah, like, BJ's for PJ's and, like, yeah. all that stuff. And now she's like, I don't know how I didn't see it. I didn't know Hollywood <laughs> was like that. And then James is like, even I knew Hollywood was like that. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, because it's bizarre, in my opinion. I think she takes no accountability. No, it doesn't seem like that, because when they do the flashbacks, and she's like, oh yeah, he hit it on the first night for the Range Rover, whatever. Like, I think she was all talk back then, and... I think she thinks she's smarter than she is. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like she was all talk back then, and now that it all came crumbling down, I think she's... She's still all talk, though, because she doesn't, like, ever acknowledge that she made a mistake. Yeah. That she chose, like, she wanted to be. I would like her to say, I was all talk back then. I thought I was hot shit because I was dating this dude. Because he was rich, quote unquote rich. Yeah. Had this cool job. And I thought, like, I was, like, the, the shit for dating this man. But And then ignoring certain things because of being with some man of this quote status but I don't know if she'll admit that I don't think she ever will I don't think she has 
Like, she always acts like, oh, since I got sober, I changed so much. But I'm like, you lack any sort of introspection and self-reflection. You're never... Like, they were talking about it in Celebrity Memoir Book Club, but, like, what she did is, like, it's fine to just, like, want to be with someone for their money. Like, I'm not shitting on that. It's fine Well, to, that's like, the thing is, like, I think we all think that, and I don't think she'll ever say that. She'll never admit that she only got with him in the first place because of his money that she probably ignored a lot of the shit that she knew was going yeah, on Yeah, exactly. because she wanted to live in a nice house and drive a nice car and take private jets but then as soon as she found out that he was a fraud mm-hmm. in terms of money not even in terms of their monogamy yeah i think that's when she was like oh shoot like i need to get out of here because now he's bringing literally nothing, nothing to, the, to table. the table but the thing is, like, she always acts like, I can smell a rat. Like, I know a rat. But I'm like, yeah, you that's fucking, true. you obviously didn't. Like, you're- that is, that annoys me with when she's like, I knew something about Raquel bothered me and you. And it's like, I was like you just no, 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 like no. Her. Like, yeah, it's fine that you shouldn't like her. But don't act like you have this great intuition when you were with well, this man she for wants, years. She wants both sides. She's like, I don't know. I had my blinders up and I was so fooled. And, like, he took yeah. advantage of me. But I can smell a rat. Like, I know a rat as soon as they walk in the room. And yeah. Like, so then if she truly believes that, she would then potentially have sympathy for Raquel for Tom being the Randall in that situation, like, the manipulator. Yeah, she'd be like, yeah, I didn't like Raquel at first. But now I'm, like, actually justified in it instead of being like yeah I knew from the get-go she was a bad person I'm like no you fucking didn't you just didn't like her yeah and it turns out that she there's did stuff to yeah. not like about her yeah no I agree because you can't have it both ways and I was thinking about that because it's like you can't be like oh I was such a victim I had no idea but then be like oh I'm such a good judge of character yeah because she, she wants it both ways and she's like I just don't know how I could like like, bring Summer into this world. Like, she's, like, the one good thing ocean. that... Ca- ocean, whatever, that came out of that relationship. But then I'm like, but you you wanted a baby with him so you could lock it down. Like, because you knew... Well, that's... Well, part of my question is, at some point, they must have... I mean, I, I don't know. You say to lock it down. I'm wondering, was there, like, a true love at some point in that relationship where she truly wanted to marry him and have a kid with him based on love? Well, you watch those episodes where they're together and like there is kind of a companionship there. Like, I don't know uh-huh. if it's like. Do you think she ever loved him? I don't. I, I literally don't know if she's capable of loving someone that she didn't birth or like be birthed from. That's interesting. OK. Because I feel like Lala loves herself so much. I'm not mm-hmm. saying she's a narcissist. I feel like that word's kind of overused, especially by her herself. But I just don't see Lala like ever not looking out for herself the most and like also like by extension like her child her child okay. yeah um but I do think like watching those episodes with her and Randall like there's a surprising amount of her being like nice to him you know <laughs> like because you watch like Tom and Katie and you're like wow they can't even act nice to each other on camera well yeah that's true I just I feel like there was a lot that happened behind closed doors and we'll never really fully know the extent of their relationship like what But her pretending like she didn't know, like, what a casting couch was. Like, she admitted to role-playing with him where she would put on a wig and go to a hotel. that's weird. And, like, pretend to sleep with him to, like, get a role. That's so weird. And she was like, I never once thought that he gave me the role because he was into me. Like, you haven't gotten literally a single role on a single movie or Yeah, you're not an actress, so that makes zero sense. Yeah, it's... (laughs) No, it's like, don't... You can't rewrite history. You can't rewrite history. But she got sober, so she's like... 
everything's fine now. That's like, I feel like her perspective is like, I got sober, so all the bad stuff I did while I wasn't uh-huh. sober is forgiven. Well, I just wish she'd own up to the fact that maybe she did initially go out with Randall for the status. And then maybe she like purposely brought a Because it wasn't for world. his, you know, model looks. I mean, maybe she was into that. Like, I wonder if there's like, people have like an ugly, <laughs> kink, you know? Like, I don't know. She's, I mean, she was so stunning in those seasons. I mean, she's still pretty, but like, so stunning. Like, really, like she could, I feel like she could have gotten anybody. Yeah. Well, it just, what this whole story makes me think is that it's a lot harder to find a quality sugar daddy than you think it is. <laughs> and I think Real Housewives is Well, I think that. it's an overarching theme of people aren't as rich as they say they are. Yeah. I think people are frauds. I think not as many people, I think a lot of people have the flash, no cash. They're put all their money into their cars. They rent their house, like giving off this appearance of wealth when I think a lot of people are in credit card debt, um, don't own things outright. It's just like, I think in general, that is a common theme. You know, they say money talks, wealth whispers. Amen. You know what? Okay, one thing that bothers me about Heather McDonald and Juicy Scoop, this is a very like nitpicky thing, but she's like, a lot of the reason why rich people ride private jets is for tax write-offs. I was like, I don't fucking care. It's still so bad for the environment. Like, stop it. Fucking stop it. You can get a private... You can get one of those memberships where you still have a nice-ass plane that doesn't have the plebs on it. Like, you know? But it's, like, shared with other rich people. If I had the money, I would get a private jet. You know, to be fair, (laughs) I might ride on a few private jets if I had the money. If I I invited... If I I had the money and I invited you on a private jet, you would say no because of the environment? no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I just, like... I just hate this... I just... I'm like, if us poors start... But like I'm making excuses for private jets, there's no hope. You know, there's no hope. I don't know. We can get the tax attorney in here and see what what it really is. Yeah, let's bring Ben in. See what he says about Austin's private jets. Austin's a tax attorney. I thought he was a trust and estate. He does it. He does both. Austin, I don't know. I just like I don't know. Like how yeah. I just don't know how much of an actual tax write off that is. It's more for comfort. Let's it's be poor, real. It's a poor excuse for me. I never fly first class anyway. So I, the thing that seems nice about flying private is you don't have to go through, through secure. airport security. But see, that is like. In, if you're saying, you know, there's alternatives, there is. You know, like JSX, they don't fly a ton of places, but, mm-hmm. like, you just, it's, it flies out of the private terminal and um, no security. I know you pay, like, $15,000 a month for, like, these, like, they're, like, smaller planes that, like, only uh-huh. people can afford the $15,000 a month membership have, and you have, like, unlimited flights That's all pretty up dope. and down the West Coast. I would do that. Anytime. If I had the money. You just fly up <laughs> or you just drive up. I feel like, like, if I was a moderate, like, if I was, I think that's what I would do if I was rich, is, like, how yeah, no, uh, like, to actually own a private jet is, A, way too expensive. You have to be, like, really, really wealthy to own a private jet. B, the maintenance on it is really expensive, See, the pilots are very expensive. Like, it just makes more sense to do that. We've gotten really off topic. I don't even really know how we got to private jets. Lala. PJs for PJs. like, you just show up in LA and, you know, get a private jet. Okay, so here are my notes. James walking out of the reunion constantly. To pee, quote-unquote. Well, yeah, he said... What do you think? He keeps getting angrier. What do you think he's really means when he says he has to pee? 
I believed him the one time, but I th- I think he's going into the bathroom to, to vape. Oh. No, not to do drugs. I don't think he was on coke or anything. No, Are I they think not he, allowed to vape. I don't know. I could. On stage? I feel like he every time he'd go to the bathroom, he probably just needed like he'd t- take a hit of the vape and just be like, okay, calm down, calm I, down. Excuse me. <laughs> I appreciated him leaving because I felt like he was de-escalating himself. Yeah, maybe he learned that in therapy. Yeah, like I. I respect someone when they can walk away to try to calm down and come back. But if you're on the set of a television show, you can't really keep doing that. And I get why Andy yeah. was frustrated. He's like, sit in your chair and stay there. Because every time you walk away, the camera pans away. It becomes a whole distraction. We're wasting time. Like, sit your ass down. And it's like they only have so many hours and they can keep yeah. all the crew there. Exactly. That's why it's like, that's I can see like why Andy's getting so freaking annoyed with him. Yeah. Um, but I love, every time James talked, it was like, thank God there's James to just like, well, cause like shit on Sandoval. <laughs> Lala, would, Lala would shit on him and I get annoyed with Lala, but I think she makes some good points. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like the first one when she's like, oh, they're never home until you want them to be gone after yeah, you break up and then exactly. they can't leave the house. Um, but I just feel like James just like, had this comic relief element to the reunion. Yeah. That when things got really heated and he'd just call him like a worm with a mustache and you'd be like, oh, thank God James is there. Okay, the girls on Celebrity Member Book Club still like shit on James no. and Lala. They're always like, he's a terrible person. Everyone seems to forget that because he's had like a few good... Us James fans know he's a terrible person. That is what is so endearing about him is how terrible he is, but yet so funny that's like the baseline that's the baseline acknowledgement of being yeah. a james fan it's like yes he's a terrible person who's and like by to also acknowledge that he is dj james kennedy dj motherfucking james you kennedy. can't just call him james Ken- like dj it's like you know like sir ellen john it's um, like it's dj james kennedy that's so funny on the subreddit they like his acronym is dj mfjk that's funny <laughs> yeah when sandoval when james is like who even am i and Tom Sandoval in the first part was like, James motherfucking Kennedy. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, why are you trying to like suck up to James Kennedy right now? Like, it's so, I saw the clip he sent me where he's like, why don't you go take a selfie with your Beamer? And he's like, oh, why don't you take you a, a specific selfie? selfie? I was like, good. There's a, actually a really good um, Bravo meme account on Instagram called Honda Civic Selfie. That's so funny. I should get a Honda Civic and take a selfie with it. I know. Um, what do you think about the overuse of the word narcissist? Or I said overuse, but I feel like everyone's just like diagnosing personality disorders on the show. That's true. Um, I don't really know because Tom Sandoval does seem to be a narcissist. Um, but I can, if they're, I bet they're all slight narcissists. I mean, to be on a reality TV show, you kind of have to be. Okay, I, I would listen to Lala's podcast and this kind of bothered me. She's like, I know what a narcissist is. I've talked to like, experts about this I'm not a narcissist um but I was like I literally had lunch with my friend from high school the other day who just graduated med school and is going into psychiatry Uh um yeah he's like gonna specialize in psychiatry and I was like okay can you give me your definition of Mm -hmm. a psychiatry or of a narcissist and he was like you know it was kind of the basic things but it's like inflated sense of self and like almost delusional and I I just don't think because when he's talking about treating people who have narcissism, it's, like, really difficult because you have to play into their, like, false sense of self. You have to... Because uh-huh. they'll come in, and he gave one example. He was like, 
this patient came in and was like, yeah, I'm like the smartest person I know. I've always been top of my class and everything. I'm like smarter than the professors. But meanwhile, he's like homeless and abusing drugs. Oh, okay. So I just think that like, I think that Sandoval has narcissistic tendencies. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think there's like a spectrum for narcissism? Definitely, probably. Just like, uh, that's just like... uh, high level of delusion narcissism is there like i mean i think the sandoval delusion plays in when he's like well ariana was just like so shitty to me like well the delusion comes in also when he's like she should have followed me or like yeah it's like he's making up these like what she should have done yeah to that like makes his behavior seem better exactly the delusion is there for sure and, but I do think, I mean, Sam was like, I think they're all mentally ill in that show. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I think they all exhibit some personality disordered well, behavior. I just think, like I said, to be on a reality show, you have to have an over inflated, what did you say? Like the ego, your ego has to be like. Like a over, I don't know, sorry, I'm kidding. Like an inflated sense of self. Exactly. You have to have an inflated sense of self to be confident enough, whether that's real confidence or fake confidence, to go on a reality show. I could never do it. See, I think I... I not I'm like, I think it might... I, like, if offered, I potentially would say yes to that. And then I'm like, am I a narcissist? Because I think that I could portray myself in a way that would get good editing. Like, I think that's the narcissism, is you think that, like... I've had that thought, though, you know, when I'm, like, if I was on a reality show, I would be the hero because I would just, like, have the good edit. And that's narcissistic because I know that I... Like, we all think that... Yeah, you could totally edit my words to make me look like a dick. And I am kind of a dick sometimes. So it's, like, you wouldn't even... Like, you could just show that Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. But I get annoyed when Lala overuses it because, honestly, I'm, like, girl, you... I have a lot of those qualities. Like, have you listened to her podcast? No. It is. I mean, I've listened to it a few times, actually. For some reason, I don't know what I did, but my Spotify, every time, like, um, I'm listening to, like, one of my podcasts I'm, like, subscribed to, and it ends, all of a sudden, like, it starts doing Sheena Shea's podcast, and it just jumps right into good as gold. Oh, my God. And I'm like, ah, what a jump scare, but also what what a surprise. What a treat. What a treat. I love that song. Dude, Lala's podcast is, like, almost insufferable because... Her co-host is also her assistant. Okay. And just kisses her ass the whole fucking time. Oh. And I'm like, that's another thing that annoys me with Lala. I'm like, you just surround yourself with yes men. Mm. And I, I don't know. Like, it's, yeah, that's my personal. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I recommend listening to it at least once so you can get what I yeah. mean. Um, Lala repeatedly comparing Sandoval to Randall. Yeah, I don't know. I did not watch the Randall scandal on Hulu, but maybe I should to get a more accurate representation of how I could compare them. I mean, are they both liars, deceitful cheaters? Yes. Yeah, so maybe you could compare them in that sense, but I don't I don't know about the rest. Yeah. I just feel like the Randall thing doesn't go that deep. You don't I'm think? Like not that I'm like, oh, yeah, he... I just don't care to watch it because I don't care about him. He's kind of gross. He always seemed gross. Exactly. It's like, okay. If I can tell he's gross through my TV before <laughs> all this even well, came out. Well, that's why it's like, how did Lala not... See, like, we... All, everybody else saw it. Like, watching the show, we all thought he was a scumbag. Yeah. So you're telling me you lived it and didn't think he was a, any sort of scumbag. 
I did think that scene was funny, though, when they're at Jackson and Brittany's wedding. And Randall, like... In Versailles? Versailles. And Randall, like, didn't wake up. And Lala's like, where's Randall? And he's, like, one of the best... <laughs> or, like, groomsmen. And then she, like, goes into their room, and he's just, like, talking on the bed with, like, his, his hand up on his head with the uh, Schwartz. And they're oh just, like, shooting the shit. Did you watch Jax on Watch What Happens Live? He was talking about how, like, he lost... I think it was, like, $175,000. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of money to Randall. Because he thought it was a good investment. He was like, yeah, I'd given him, like, twenty five grand, and he returned, you know, like... 40 grand and I was like it's a good investment I have a family I was like anyone who invests in things that are like outside of the S&P 500 or something that they don't have good like knowledge on that is specialized yeah I'm like it might not be a good investment or like real estate you know there's like well it's just high risk and I think you have to be you have to expect, oh, to, lose expect your money. to lose your money, which I don't think he probably anticipated. And I'm like, Jax, you're not getting that money back. No. It's gone. That's part. He's as this, sucky he's as in, that is. That's kind of like, did they sign a contract? Like, I don't really know what they did. Well, Randall's in pre foreclosure of his house right I now. I heard that, yeah. Which means he hasn't made like three mortgage payments, which is yeah. what Heather McDonald said. I was going to say, I think I heard that because I listened to Jesus. Yeah, Coop. no. And I was like, well, if he doesn't have the money to make. Three mortgage payments. He's, he's not, not paying. paying you your Jax has grand. never seen that money back. I just like how Jax keeps repeating it on everything eh. in case, like, maybe he'll get it back. I was like, honestly, you sound more dumb bringing it up all the time. Yeah, you made a bad investment. Yeah, just, like, move on and make money off of all the talking you're doing. Um, James fucking to get on VPR. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, like, part of James' character, right? Well, I like so, how James is like, I was going to get on the show either way. I was either going to live with Tom Sandoval or I was going to fuck Kristen. Like, and he's like, I fucked Kristen. Yeah, like, chose door A. Like, I kind of think he made the right choice. Like, those seasons where him and Kristen are get together. Oh, man. They feel like a few I don't know. Dream. Like, when he spits on Kristen's door, that was... That was crazy. That's the height of, like, that was height of him bad being James. bad James. Yeah, 100%. Or him yelling at Raquel after she didn't show up to his set on time. <laughs> you remember? He's like, yeah. you are a fat whore. Like, like he I hate that. He loves to call people fat, which I love on Watch What Happens Live. They, or not what, Watch What Crappens. They always make jokes about DJ Jacobs. Kind of, they're like, he just like doesn't want to like coexist <laughs> with fat people, basically. <laughs> He's such, he is the most fat phobic person, probably. Oh, yeah, when he like, oh. What, what did did he call Katie pregnant when Lala's like I see we're not working on our summer bodies and he's like oh, yeah. are you pregnant Katie yeah he like not even a those s- shorts those shorts aren't that flattering like oh my god I, at Pride you know which one I'm talking yeah. about he's like calling her thighs fat or I think something. that it's the thing that makes James Kennedy the worst is his fat shaming because they're not even fat no <laughs> and he it's like it's why a low is that blow the, why is that the worst thing you can think of <laughs> to call someone you know like what like that i feel like that says way more about him i don't know i just he wonder. definitely has a fear of getting fat yeah i mean i think that's the thing is like whenever he says that about someone i'm like it, it really just says a lot about you because i'm like well i just think that's just like his default <laughs> insult it kind of makes me wonder like was he a chubby kid oh maybe because I'm like I've never been like a bigger person and I think that like I would never call someone fat as an insult and I it would wouldn't never... be like the top of my list of insults to call somebody I just whereas like, his is like even if they're not fat bam you're fat like my thing is like we all have to eat three meals a day and if like nutrition and like 
gaining weight is a struggle for you. Like, it's a thing that you have to face daily. It's not like... You don't need DJ James Kennedy throwing it back in your face. It's like, I know a lot of addictions and stuff are hard and like, and who knows like what's going on in someone's body hormonally and like... I think that's the same episode. You know where they like, Lala and James come up to them in the club? I don't know if it's the same episode. I've been searching for this clip. I need to like find it where he's like, has like a whiskey sour in his hand and he like starts to like jerk off the drink and like throws it on them. On who? Like the girls. I think it was like Kaylee. Oh my um, God. Kristen Stassi. bad. I need to find that clip because it was one of the best James moments I think I've ever seen. He's got his best moments are also his worst. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sandoval's trench coat at lunch. The black. He looked hilarious. Why, why were they all wearing black at lunch? I don't know. Like, why did... I don't understand. I don't get that fit. He looked like a villain, which rolls into the next topic, I'm sure, which is what do you think he was going to try and talk to Raquel about off camera? Oh, he was definitely going to try to coach her. Well, I think more specifically, I think he was going to say, because she was upset about hearing that he was more intimate with Ariana than she believed. So he was going to be like, no, like, that was not true, like... You think it was, like, to calm her... Because I thought it was to get their timelines more straight. No. I think at that point they should have had that They'd down pat. That. No. I think she was upset that... Because she said, like, oh, I didn't realize how intimate they were, you know, yeah. in January. And I think he was going to try and... Um, try and, like, sugarcoat it or, like... Get her in a good mood. Be like, oh, no, that's not true. I was just saying that. Like, we weren't intimate. That's not true. Like, he has to, like, backtrack and, like, make her mm. feel better. Yeah, because she was. She was like, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he was lying to her, obviously. Which is also like, you think he wasn't having sex with his real girlfriend? And he also, Tom didn't know that Raquel was watching on the TV the whole time. Did he not? Well, remember he was like telling, he was like, well, then like Andy asked this question. And yeah. I said this. And Raquel was like, yeah, I know. I've been watching on the TV. Yeah. And then he's like, oh. Yeah, and I think that's when he started panicking. Being mm. like, oh, she saw the bit about us being intimate, I need to talk to her and, like, tell her that's not true. Hmm. And lie to her some more. Or, yeah, because then he didn't she want was ready to go on, on stage and she, he also wanted her to like him when he went on stage. Yeah, they needed to be a united front so, like, he can't piss her off, basically. Oh, my God, that reminds me. I probably put it somewhere later in my notes, but when, like, she's going to come on and Schwartz is like, should I move seats and ariana's like no you know that was a good power move i love that it was like watching 4d chess because i was like yeah. it's not something i would have think thought about because i'm not on the show you know but they know i like that the she was just like at the reunion. no yeah it's not happening because the seating arrangements at the reunion are huge like, yeah it's a big deal there's a, a lot of thought into it yeah and it seems almost unfair to me that you could just switch seats yeah like, they would let that. But I also think that was probably a tactic that Sandoval and Ariana used when Ariana went on her first reunion after Sandoval and oh, Kristen broke Kristen, up. yeah. I mean, I'd have to go back and rewatch, but I'm betting that, They're like, sitting next to each other? I think that's the thing, is that the why he can't, um, like, destroy Ariana's reputation quite the same way he did Kristen's mm. is that Ariana knows his playbook, because she was yeah. part of it. Yeah. I think it's just, it's also different. So it's hard to say. 
But I think like shit like that, like the little things, like yeah, no, no you yeah. stay there, make a big difference because if he and Raquel were sitting next to each other, he could like whisper things to her, and he could like hold her hand, and like, yeah, no, blech. I did not want to see them sitting together. So thank God for Ariana. Um, <laughs> when they said like when uh, they were talking in the trailer, Raquel and Sandoval. And they're like, we're not liars. We only lied about the affair. Yeah, that's a huge fucking lie. I was like, yeah, most people don't lie about little things. They're like, we're not pathological liars. We're just regular liars. And it's like, when you continuously lie, that makes it pathological. Yeah. And like Raquel's twisted logic, like, I don't know. Like, I just thought Ariana knew but was in denial. I was like, what? Yeah, or like knew but didn't care or like knew and like... I don't know her thought process is twisted and I don't know if that's because Sandoval was like coaching her kind of like putting it in her head those ideas because I don't know why someone would logically come to the conclusion that Ariana knew and either was okay or in denial yeah it just seems like dumb especially when the whole season she was like no we're not in an open relationship and Raquel would never fuck Sandoval because we're friends. Yeah. And I feel like Raquel must have known Ariana was saying those things, but then it's still like, I think she knew but was in Well, denial. then why did you have that weird conversation with her at the re- or the finale episode? Yeah. If you thought she knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because that would have been a bizarre conversation to have if you thought she knew. You know, one way to, like, confirm she knows is to tell her. Yeah. Which she didn't <laughs> do, so... Yeah, if you thought she knew, why didn't she just actively talk about him for another yeah or like kiss Sandoval <laughs> yeah camera, exactly like, well, that's yeah like if you thought she knew oh another hint that I think it was going on a lot longer so you know how they said it only started in August yeah, after yeah, the boys yeah. night and then it was like a one night stand and then maybe they like hooked up a few mm-hmm. times um and they said it like really ramped up in January okay so I just thought of this right now but when they picked up cameras again for this season finale this year, and they're filming in Raquel's apartment, Sandoval and Raquel. Um, They, like, go in for a hug, and Sandoval's like, I, like, I can't kiss on camera yet. Like, it feels too weird. I was thinking, like, that, to me, says that it's been going on a lot longer than just, like, the winter or September, because it says to me, like, he's been avoiding kissing Raquel on camera Enough, because they stopped filming in September, right? Oh, okay. I get what you're getting. So it would only at. be weird um, to like of to kiss on camera if you were avoiding it for some oh, length of time on camera. I yeah. that's another way to look at it. Yeah, I don't. That could be. That could be. Because I'm like, if you hadn't filmed it all while you guys were having your affair, it wouldn't be that weird to just start kissing on camera because you're like, yeah, this is a newer relationship. So obviously, I haven't kissed on camera that much because it's newer. Yeah, but. If it feels weird, it says to me... The, like, the other... I think the other thing would be, like, because it's not been public. And so maybe that's why it feels weird to kiss on camera, because it's been a private relationship. Yeah. I feel like either way, it just indicates to me that it's been going on long enough that they've been aware, like... I think it definitely kiss. was longer than August. Do you think that they were together while James and her were together? I don't know. That might be something that... Because... I don't know if we want to get to that part where we're speculating what that big third part reunion bombshell is. Maybe we should speculate now before you have to go. Um, what time is it? 2.03. Ooh. Because um, you have to leave at like 2.30? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've heard many things out there, rumblings on what it is. 
you know, there's the pregnancy rumor, which I don't think is true. There It'd was be too good if it's true. It just, oh, I would think she would be showing at the point of the reunion if she's willing to admit she's pregnant. So that doesn't add up to me. She did wear like a baggier dress than she normally wears. That's true, but it was the same color. Yeah, she loves pistachio. Oh, she does love a pistachio um, satin fabric. Yeah. Um, what was my... Th- oh, the other thing was that Lisa knew longer. Lisa denies that on Twitter. Yeah. Um, because it has to be something, supposedly, that's so upsetting that they don't know that it would potentially cause them not to come back for another season. Because that's the reasoning why they're saying contracts haven't gone out is they want them all to see whatever supposedly happens in the one-on-one with Andy and Raquel yeah. before they send out contracts. Or Sandoval. We don't know specifically that it comes from Raquel. But it's something that's so upsetting that it could potentially cause them not to come back for that paycheck. So what could that be? I don't know. And Lala says that she knows, she knows and it's not that big of a deal. Do you believe Lala when she says stuff like that? I don't know. I feel like it must be that I was going on and, a lot and, but longer that's than the we thing think. is like I agree with that but why would that make somebody not want to come back well because if the affair's already been happening what does it matter at this point there, it's it's, if it's it, dead if and it gone if started like, while her and James were together yeah like, do you think James might be like I can't no this is James I mean I think is, the only one that might not come back is Ariana yeah I, I did think that, but no, the the paycheck is too good for all of these people for them to walk away. I just, like, don't... No, under- the only one I think would not come back is Raquel, and I think it would be her family that makes her not come back. But I... How can your family make you do something at 30? I don't know. I don't think it'd be very hard to make Raquel make do Raquel something. Do something. <laughs> I was like, I, I would go back... If I was Raquel, I put all my fucking reputation everything on the line for this i'm coming back back. for at least like 10 grand an episode or whatever they make no i think her family's gonna say you have to stay in arizona like you're not mentally sound you need to forget about all this la shit you're not going back you know what i think this affair is did you know of the um god i must have bookmarked it um the affair it was like an old hollywood love triangle between, oh, dang it. Okay, between Eddie Fisher, um, Debbie Reynolds, and Liz Taylor. I've heard of it, but okay, I don't so know much about it. Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher. I think Eddie Fisher was a musician. And I don't know if his name is Eddie. I think it was. Um, and Debbie Reynolds was a movie star. And then Liz Taylor obviously yeah. was a movie star. Um, you know Carrie Fisher? Yeah. Okay, so Debbie Reynolds and Eddie That's Fisher their child. are her parents. Okay. Yeah, and so for those of you that don't know, Carrie Fisher was Princess Leia in Star Wars. The who has series. a daughter who is... Lord? I can't remember her name, but she was on Scream Queens. I Her daughter was also in Booksmart. I think she's... Yeah, like her daughter's an actress. Yeah, she's a Nepo baby, but we stand her. She comes. I from, like her. Um, I think her daughter's name I'll just Billy Lord Billy Lord yeah so basically what happened is um Debbie Reynolds Eddie Fisher and Liz Taylor and her husband who I'm blanking on his name right now um all were like 
they were like couple friends. Oh. And this is after Carrie Fisher was born, obviously. And they're all couple friends. And then I guess one day, Liz Taylor's husband at the time went on a plane ride and then died in a plane crash. Oh my God. And Liz Taylor went to wherever the plane crash was in like his body or whatever um, and was like mourning. And Eddie Fisher like flew to like be by her uh, side and support her. And they hooked up? And then he just left Debbie Reynolds like a month later. And Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher struggled with substance abuse her whole life. And she has a book. I forgot what it was called, but it's got like a funny name. It's like drinking or something. Um, but she said like, yeah, like my dad, like. Wait a second. Debbie Reynolds. She's the um, Halloween town grandma. Is she really? Yeah. I'm almost positive. No way. Google that. Um, yeah, so Carrie Fisher was like, yeah, my dad, you know, flew to be by Liz Taylor's slide, and then he slowly moved to her front. Damn, that's brutal. <laughs> she has a good sense of humor about it. But anyways, that was, like, the biggest, like, love triangle. Debbie Fisher. Debbie Reynolds. Oh, Debbie Reynolds, sorry. Because um, oh. she, I remember Debbie Reynolds passed, and then what? It was, like, a month later Carrie Fisher passed? No, Carrie Fisher passed first. And then it was Debbie Reynolds? And then her mom died like two days later Ugh, so tragic it was honestly so sad um i think that's like i mean and what's also more sad about um carrie fisher's death oh she is mm-hmm. i didn't know that mm-hmm. wow oh that's almost like my grandma that's sad um what's really sad about uh carrie fisher's death is that she died i think like she went into um a seizure or something on a plane oh and then when they landed, like, she was unresponsive. But then they did the autopsy, and they found, like, traces of um, illicit drugs in her system. Oh, shit. And so, I mean, it's just, it's sad, because it's, like, a complication from her yeah. substance abuse issues that she mm-hmm. had, like, struggled with and tried to deal with and uh, all that stuff. And then, yeah, her mom died two days later, and I was just like... That's brutal. Uh, that's the worst when I hear about, like... Because I think Carrie Fisher was in her late 50s, and I feel like... That's got to be the hardest is, like, when you're an old person and you have, like, adult children that are yeah. in their 50s and they die. It's, like, yeah. I, at that point, I would just be, like, I don't that's, know. That, that's obviously, like, so tragic. The worst. Yeah, so um, I was telling Sam, I was, like, this love triangle triangles the modern-day <laughs> uh, Debbie Reynolds, Eddie Fisher, and Liz <laughs> Taylor. And Liz Taylor had, like, 20 husbands like she's known yeah for like, she had quite a few i think five or six okay actually you know what's funny in my family that's not a lot maybe it was more than that i feel like uh, i'm gonna google this too how many because like i'm not counting like boyfriends like okay is it funny maybe it was like seven this did did you know that like both my aunts on my dad's side had at least like four that's impressive spouses yeah finding four people to marry you that's kind of a lot and i think one of them married the same man twice so i was talking to victoria about it she had eight shit okay so my aunts have had less i was talking about victoria about it because she was like i think that's kind of romantic to like what get married seven times no no get married to the same person twice but then the second time have it work out and i was like i don't think it works out with most people no typically i feel like you break up the first time because one person cheated and then you get back together well, I just think, like, if you want to break up with someone so bad that you go through all the work of divorce, getting a divorce... I wouldn't... No, that's too much work to then get How do you forget about that in the second time around? I don't know. 
Um, Elon Musk did it though, and he oh. divorced the second person too. Um, oh, Tom being uh, an asshole to the produ- like the producers <laughs> in that scene. I love it because you kind of get to see the real side of him. He's like, "Come on, man, just let me have a break." I was like, "It's not in your contract to not be filmed today." Well, that's what I. Well, that's what Austin was like. Why is he so like? Why doesn't he just walk away? I'm like, because it's in his contract. He'll get sued or some shit well, if he, he walks could, away. He could walk away and be alone off camera, but then they were saying you can't talk Got to her. her off camera. That's the contract says if. I'm sure if one or more, or if two of you are together, there has to be a camera. Yeah. Like, so you don't get a special exemption because you're trying to go to your mistress and, you know, grovel to her because you just admitted that you slept with your actual girlfriend. I feel like he was trying to do more coaching too. Oh, I'm sure he was, that wasn't going to be just the extent of it. There was, he he would have milked that conversation with her off camera as much as he could have. I just like wonder what getting coached by Tom, he should open a coaching business. Oh, well, like a life coach? Wouldn't that be... So funny because everyone's like everybody has white nail polish and joins a cover band. He could be a cult leader, I think. Because I think oh, if man. you like Sandoval, like I okay before this even happened, I don't know if like I was like as much of a hater. Like I, I was okay with Tom Sandoval before. Like I didn't hate him. Didn't I think I was him. okay with him because Ariana, Ariana was, was with him. Yeah. But I think that I always like kind of disliked him, and just because, and this is more a reflection of me, and I've said this on other podcasts, but. Like, men who need all the attention in the room give me the ick. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's why we're marrying two very much (laughs) non-attention seekers. (laughs) We're like, we need to be the stars. Oh, yeah. Austin hates attention. It's going to be a problem for our wedding. (laughs) (laughs) But I find that so endearing, though, you know, because Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know. I shouldn't be a hater because I love attention, you know? And I, I, I don't even like attention, but, like, that Austin is such is, an ick to, to me. Like, yeah. the thought of Tom Sandoval having a wedding and, like, just milking it for all it's worth that he's the center of attention. Well, that's probably the only reason he wanted to get married. A hundred percent. He wanted the actual wedding so that he could be the star. Like, I just can't. The, just the thought of that gives me such a cringe i just hate that he's taking white nail polish away from no oh, i mean did you see that he like blew up on that glamour rider for yeah. riding that like, it's like bro this is what you're gonna get mad about out of all the pieces about you being a fucking narcissist evil person somebody says you ruined white nail polish and that's where you draw the line it's so funny because i don't think he gets like why people are so mad at him like i'm not even that mad about the affair like yes like it's fucked up, and I think it's a fucked up thing to do, but it's not the worst thing anyone has ever done on the show, but it's all the things he does I don't know. It. I think this is the worst thing that's been done on the okay, show. Okay, yeah, maybe the worst thing that's been done on the show, but it's not the worst thing that ever. That could be done in this world. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I think maybe people who have been on these Bravo shows have done worse things outside of the show. Yeah, probably. You know, like, there's probably, like, abuse and stuff, but I just feel like, it's all the things he does around it. It's all the manipulation. It's all the crap. The lying. Of his image yeah. And, and like, coaching. he just doesn't take any accountability for anything. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, you don't get it. It's not the first time we've seen an affair, but it's the first time we've seen someone be such a <laughs> snake about it and like so unashamed. Yeah. Like, people are saying, and not like Jax is the best, but at least he admits at he's least wrong. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I fucked up. I'm going to try to be better and then fucks up again. And it's like, well... At least he's trying. At least he's not (laughs) pretending he's the good guy. I know. 
Um, what did you see the photos of Tom Sandoval on the phone with Raquel on the plane yeah. where his phone is completely turned out facing the aisle so that people could see and he's, like, he's on, on the phone, phone with Raquel and he has her full name in there yeah that's I was like, weird you want attention I don't you know. want somebody to see that and also I thought she couldn't go on her phone I bet I've heard at these places like sometimes they give them her phone like they'll well, have, then like, why did she write him a letter I think she writes the postcards when she doesn't have her phone. Oh, and then, okay. And then maybe also, like, some sort of... I honestly don't even think she's, like... At a facility. Well, I was just going to say, like, maybe she's writing those postcards to be vindictive towards Ariana. Ariana. But I don't think she has the awareness to even think, I don't think like, that crosses her mind. I don't, no. I don't think she thinks about it. I think there's not a lot of thoughts going into it. Well, I think for her, it's, like, maybe she just sees her own world. Like some people just like are in their they own have world. the mental facility Good. to like know that they themselves are a person, but everyone else around them is too. Like I don't think. Do you, what does I that. would love to know is, do you think she thinks they're in a relationship, her and Tal? Do you think they are? I don't know if they are, but I'm just saying. Do you think she thinks they are? I think she thought they were at least while it was while he was with Ariana. Well, do you, th- well, I guess what I'm wondering is, you know, while she's been in the facility and he's been seen with this blonde chick in Austin or wherever. That blonde chick made a post saying that she and Tom aren't dating. Okay. I mean, that might not be true, but. Mm, interesting. But either way, do you think this whole time she and their mind are together? This whole time after it came out? Yeah. Because why else would she be writing him letters and postcards? I mean, I assume that they are together. You wouldn't just write letters and postcards to an ex. And I think Tom likes to have, like, a partner. I think he likes to have somebody he can control at all times. Yeah, I guess partner's not the best, uh, a biggest fan. Yes, and Ariana admits that she was his biggest fan. Yeah, a ride or die. And so now he needs somebody to fill the spot of his number one fan. Yeah, and I I think they might be in a a relationship that's like that. Because Mm -hmm. I just don't see Tom being single, single. No, I don't see that either. Um, (laughs) I wrote, I don't like hot pink as a color on, like, clothing. I don't particularly like hot pink as clothing color either. Because Allie wore a hot pink dress. Oh, I didn't. Allie's so beautiful, so cute. But that dress. I didn't love that dress at all. Well, like, cut out on top. She could have so much potential there. She's so beautiful. That's what I mean. She would look great in, like, a a light, like, a soft, pale blue. uh, Or even a dark blue, but even just, like... Well, pretty much anything. Anybody, everybody was wearing gowns or long dresses. Like, why did you wear a short dress? And I don't know her color analysis, but I would guess... Hot pink isn't it. I would Yeah, I would have loved to see her in, like, a blue gown. That would have been beautiful. I feel like she'd look really good in, like, pastels. Um, Allie watching Bravo during COVID but still dating James. That's funny. I said I get it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. She's good. Like, you know, do whatever you got to do to do what you want to do. Yeah, and I'm, like, I know people are like, Allie's just with James Field on the show. I don't care. I think whatever she wants to do, go for it. I like her. I think she's great. Yeah. No, I think she's really cool, and I feel like she's pretty introspective. Um, as much she as adds, like, be. a normalcy yeah. to it. 
But um, maybe that's just because she's the freshest reality TV. She could get corrupted. Well, Who knows? the thing is, I liked Raquel when she was first on the show. It's same. And I was like a big defender of her because I felt like everyone should on but her. But same with Britney when she joined too. Yeah. Yeah. Britney, dude, I saw the transcript, the like Faith Jacks transcript Oof. on Reddit. It was really bad. Um, Everybody remember when Jax fucked Faith? Is that a DJ James Kennedy song? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. You don't know. Does he you still don't sing know it? That? Um, it's probably outdated at this point. He's moved on to Sandoval as a liar, but yeah. Oh my God, that's so... The fact that there's a record, like she recorded... That's fucked. The entire act. I mean, good on Faith? She needed those receipts. Yeah, no. Because they would have never believed her. A smart girl, she'd been been around the block a few times. Um, We have 10 minutes until 2.30. Should we end on something? What do you want to end on? I don't know. I have Tom Sandoval rolling his eyes at James about James talking about his growth. Do you think James has actually had character growth? <laughs> um, I think it's two steps I, forward, one step back in my mind. I agree. I think he's <laughs> immediately you, you want to say no. But then I see clips of his very early seasons. Uh-huh. And there is some growth. There definitely is. Because he was even worse in the early seasons. Yeah. Do I think he would spit on Kristen's door now? I don't think he would. Yeah. So in that sense, sure. Yeah. I think he's, yeah. at least he's funny. It's like when we were talking That's about Matt I mean. Healy earlier. He's not funny. It's not, fu- it's offensive what he does and it's not funny. James. James It's is funny. offensive. It's funny. So it's not, I'm not excusing it. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's more like harmless, you know? He's not being racist. He's not being transphobic. It's just but James he's Kennedy. he's fatphobic. That's true. But he doesn't make the fat jokes that much anymore, you know? That much anymore. Well, he's moved <laughs> on to, like, Raquel's mom worm with a mustache. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I would want to talk to him about that before we ever became friends. I'd be like, hey. You got to lay off the fat like, jokes. Like, we need to dissect this, get to the root of the problem, and then have you apologize to the fat community. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, what was it? Tom Short saying Katie has a long history of diminishing his friendships? That's such bullshit. I felt like that's that's something Sandoval told them. Like, dude, that seemed like such a strange line that it seemed like he'd been thinking about a lot. And I don't get what his point was there. I don't know. I'm like, you diminished the marriage. You diminished her. Yeah, that's why you called her a monster multiple times on camera. You said like, I would never want to fuck you on camera. Like, yeah, that's why I don't get like, what what's your mo here, Schwartzy? I was like, Schwartz, you don't understand. You're the villain now. Yeah, like understand that um uh do you think sheena knew what was going on with the affair no i think she knows something i think she knows I think that she they knows... might have like made out once or something and no no i don't think so because she said that she was like it's not like they made out on acid once in a hot tub at coachella i was like i think that's just like really specific i think that's just like their standard friend group kind of cheating Maybe not with them, but maybe somebody else in their group. Yeah, maybe she's like, Schwartz used to do that all the time, and Katie would get over it. Um, do you think that uh, Sandoval was actually telling people he's in an open relationship? At 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same. Raquel regretting the restraining order. If she regretted it, A, why'd she file it? But B, if she did regret it, you could have dropped it 
a few days after. You didn't have to wait till the day of the reunion. I also feel like her lawyer, whoever filed it, should get sanctioned or like some sort of yeah like, fine. for fine for filing a bullshit like restraining order. Yeah. yeah. Oh, poor Shishu when she was crying about. Oh, it. that when she was saying about how Summer Moon was like having an anxiety attack because she was having an anxiety attack. I was really sad about that. I was so mad at Raquel. I was, I was like, too. Like, you don't just and Raquel showed no emotion when she was saying that. You, the thought of a little baby Summer Moon being upset and you're not even fucking shedding a tear for your actions. Summer Moon. <laughs> you're just sitting there stone cold face like whatever. I should have her no. No. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, God. Um, okay, the last thing I want to end on is when... Sandoval told Schwartz green light and then green light pulled out and green light. Then Schwartz pulled out his uh, Xanax. Okay. So the green light, I did see something about this online. Was it cut differently or? The mo was scratching. Um, no, green light just meant like Raquel, they had flash a green light on set, meaning another person's coming out. Like Raquel's coming out. Oh, so it wasn't him. It wasn't him Schwartz. to take out the Xanax. No, that was unrelated. Still, I feel like that was a shtick by Schwartz. It was a shtick because- if he wanted it to kick in when Ra- Raquel was there, he should have taken it 20 minutes earlier. Yeah. That's why it didn't make sense. Like, he'll he'll be comatose in, like, half hour, but, like, not in the moment when he needs it. Never taken a Xanax, but... I haven't either, but I'm just assuming it takes I a mean, minute to kick in. I most medication takes, like, yeah. at least 20 minutes. minutes, yeah. Okay. I think maybe we should end there. Okay. All right. Should I bring out the Mo one last time? Yeah, you can plug your socials and... Okay, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I love all her scratch posts everywhere. I thought Lolo was spoiled, but no, like that's why when people come at me for saying Mo, like I am an animal abuser for her chonkiness. It's like look at my place. This girl is a queen, a queen. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. Just. <laughs> I feel like sometimes dog owners don't take cat owners seriously in their love for their cats. Do you have any words? Say something. She's like, you will not be forced to speak. Mo, come on. Turn it on for the, for the show. Come on, say something. Anything? <laughs> come we're gonna on. Have to give you, we're going to have to give you snacks to say something. Hold on. Maybe if I get her a treat back, she'll... Say, Mo, do you want a cookie? Want a tweet? Want a tweet? Want a tweet? Come on. Hold on. If I hold it up here long enough, then... Come here. Come on. Give it to the mic. Say, come on. Come on. <laughs> want this or not? Like, Sit. I'm not your... Sit. I'm not your dance monkey dance. (laughs) She swallowed out of one bite. I don't even think there's any chewing. Oh man, I have to pee. Nothing to say to the people? Follow Momo at at Momo the Chonky Cat on TikTok. And you can follow me at at Kelso Lando on TikTok and at Kelso Lando underscore on Instagram. And Momo's Instagram kind of fell off, so I'm not going to promote that. <laughs> All right, take care. Adios. I was like this. And.